whoever wins the World Cup, you're just going to have an amazing time. Not all teams can get the victory. What sort of a position women's football holds inside the halls of power of FIFA? I wish I could go to Australia because I know it's going to be fantastic. The ticket. Hello and welcome back to Ticket to the Cup and our daily podcast. Today I'm really happy to be able to introduce a special guest who's flown in all the way from Brazil because this evening Brazil are playing France. Uh, Kellen Silva, welcome. Thank you. Hello everyone. <laughs> are you looking forward to tonight's game? What do you think the game will be like against France? I wish Brazil win. <laughs> it's, a, it's a difficult game, of course. French is very good. But uh, Brazil have too much chance for uh, win the game. And you have Marta, no? <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody that follows women's football knows Marta. She's been at every one of the last six World Cups, uh, which is a phenomenal effort. But just tell us a little bit about how popular women's football is in Brazil. Are there lots of girls playing in Brazil? Yeah, now I'm very happy about women's football in Brazil because in history you can you can so you can see the people don't uh, have too much attention for women's play football. For a long time in Brazil this this is um, for example you have a prohibition women's football in Brazil. People think Brazil is a country of football. This is very close my identity, national identity. But for a long time, people don't don't uh, um, watch and, and don't uh, don't pay any attention yeah. to the women's game. Yeah, um, and that's been a difficult uh, situation in many countries around the world. They are still struggling to get the same sort of media attention. But tell us about. Uh, prohibition. Did the women continue to play even though it was banned in your country? And which years are we talking about? When was it banned? I think this is a, a bad time in history of football in Brazil because for a long time uh, women's was prohibition but continue playing. For the prohibition start, start in 1941 and finish in 1983. For a long time, people say the, the body, female, it's no good for play football. And um, anyway, women's continue to play. You can check this in newspaper, you can check this in others, uh, others source? Other sources? Yeah, yeah. other sources. Mm. And uh, anyway, no, it's prohibition, but women's continue. Yeah. <laughs> what would happen if they were caught? Was there a penalty? Was there a fine if they were caught playing because of the prohibition? Or it was okay, they could just play and everybody ignored them? The women's play football for all their way. For example, it's okay, have one law, say this prohibition women play football in Brazil. Official, official game, it's prohibition, but women continue to play for all the way. 
uh, play and take the money for donations and play uh, in suburbs, play in older place, no officials game, but some sometimes uh, the news know about this and uh, in the other day you can saw in, in newspaper Football is prohibition. All time, medias, media said football is prohibition in Brazil. But uh, anyway, women's continue to play. It's uh, uh, no working. <laughs> yeah, where there's a will, there is a way, is what they say. Um, I'm just going to recap very quickly on the games last night. And uh, we saw England beating Denmark 1-0, uh, which was a good win for them. However, it came at a cost. It looks like they've lost one of their midfielders uh, to a knee injury, Kira Walsh. And that's on top of a number of their superstars that did not come here for this World Cup due to injury as well. So a, a bit of a toll there. But let's take a listen to uh, what we heard from the press conference and in the mix zone from England and Denmark match last night. We saw different stages in the game. We, we really dominated the first half. Then Kira went out and we had to um, adapt to the new situation. I think the second half, they had also such a direct style of play that it became more fight games. And we also showed that, um, that we can fight. So I think the team showed really resilience and um, we um, kept the 1-0. So that's really good and I'm very proud of the team. It's all about winning games, of course, and we also want to play well. I think we have had two total different games. Haiti was totally different than tonight. Um, we never take anything for granted. So everyone thinks, oh, England is just going to win uh, with uh, more than one goal difference. Well, we have to work really hard every time we play any game. So that's what we did today too. And as you saw, we, um, yeah, we have a lot of ball possession, especially the first half. We dominate the game. Uh, but at the end, we're really happy with the 1-0 and that's what counts. Yeah, I think we just built on momentum from the last win and took it into this game and everyone felt a lot more comfortable um, with the surroundings and yeah today it showed that but obviously another difficult win but yeah we got the wins and that's the most important thing. I actually think that we started very well until the goal it came too early for us uh, it upset us uh, a little bit uh, we were then on the back foot a little bit uh, England got confidence uh, through this beautiful goal uh, but I think then we, we grew into the we grew into the game uh, the last part of the or the second part of the first half we won some duels we won some ball in midfield uh, if we had been um, good enough uh, or precise enough we could have punished them before the the half time I think we uh, uh, put put pressure on them uh, in the last part of the second half and could have through through that could have deserved uh, an equalizer but that's how it is I'm happy with the way we ended the game uh, and the, the last hour of the game I would say I think we uh, did very well um, against a good England team uh, of course I feel a little bit sorry for England that they they lost Kira Walsh. Uh, I hope it's not as bad as it looked, uh, but uh, of course that could also be um, a reason why we came back into the game, that she was not there for England. I, I definitely think we, we, we played a little bit better today. Uh, of course it's always uh, how, how your opponent plays as well. 
but I think we uh, we were more dangerous uh, because we played a little bit more direct uh, than we did in the first game. Uh, we knew that that England would be a high pressing team. They like to press high and to close down the spaces uh, up on in the field. And therefore, we decided to 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 see if we could uh, put the, uh, the balls up to to our offensive players a little bit earlier than we did against China, for example. The ticket. One of the other games that was played, Argentina and South Africa played out a two-all draw, and later on, uh, China uh, beat Haiti one nil. Now, this was a fascinating match because Haiti is one of the debutants that are here at this World Cup, and they've been putting on such a spirited show, despite the fact that they have, um, you know, very little in way of uh, facilities or investment or attention. Uh, China was a player down very early on in the match. Jung Ray was red carded and sent off. So they played uh, with one missing. But um, as I say, Haiti had numerous opportunities but couldn't quite convert. In the end, China scoring from a penalty and taking the 1-0 win. Teus waits on the line. It's put away superbly by Wang Chuang. And the 10 players of China have the lead. So in that group, England is certain to go through and uh, we're yet to see. China still has an opportunity and uh, they, um, alongside Denmark, may also move through to the round of 16. Uh, the games today, Sweden take on Italy, Panama take on Jamaica. And as we've been talking here with Kellen, France will play Brazil. Now, Brazilians are well known for partying. I have been told that you will party before the game, you will party at the game, and you will party after the game. It doesn't matter if Brazil wins or loses, you will party anyway, right? That's the Brazilian way. Yeah, yeah. Brazilians, it's a big fun. <laughs> Everyone has a specific type of... Um, you stay in the game and it's a good opportunity here in Australia for you meet some Brazilians guys and stay together and um, and wish the Marta and older girls play too much good today <laughs> and it's a big party uh, Brazil football and it's a part of my identity of course I born in Brazil, I, I see this all time, it's very important for me, it's very important for my country and it's here in Australia it's important for me to older Brazilians and stay together, speak my language and say let's go Marta, vamos lá, arrasa, it's a good opportunity for do this. And just before I finish with you, um, you are completing a PhD looking at women's football and particularly that period where it was prohibited. Why, why did you want to study that in such detail? Okay, this is a very interesting question because uh, when I, I, do, I start my undergraduate degree in history in 2013, uh, I started study about football, but men's football and the re relations and men's football and I national identity. Uh, one day in 2014, I was in um, Museu do Futebol in São Paulo, 
and had one exhibition about histories, women's histories football. And for the first time in my life, I think all oh my goods have women's play football in Brazil. <laughs> and uh, and I, I was a student, history student, and I think I need to study about this. Of course, it's a part of my history, and I don't know, because before this, I turn on, turn on my TV, I watch men's play, I, I look on the jerseys, I saw men's names, and people talk about football, but just men's football. And for the first time in 2014, I think, okay, have you won history about women's and football? And since 2014, I, I study about this, my master was about this, my PhD is about this, and I study in women's football, history of women's football in 20th century. This is very interesting because I have too much events, too much names, and people don't know about this. For, for a long time, I don't know about this. And my, my work is uh, um, research about this and write about this and visibility women's and football. It's fascinating because with hundreds of millions of people in Brazil and there's this big history that many don't know about uh, and incredibly you've got some of the superstars of the women's game. Um, so let's hope that they get the attention they deserve and um, congratulations on the work you do and thank you for talking to us today. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I'm very happy and talk to you. And uh, let's go, Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us on Ticket to the Cup podcast today. We'll be back with more tomorrow.